Hello and welcome to a new episode of After the Amen podcast with Benjamin Lee and Miles Hester. Thank you so much for tuning in. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's good to be here. Excited to talk about another sermon. All right, let's dive into it. Okay, so this week, uh, Ben preached on preached a sermon called what does the bible say about the birth of jesus where mm-hmm. i know you mentioned in your intro that we're in a time of year obviously where a lot of people in the world are talking about the birth of jesus um unfortunately sometimes uh for some people i would imagine maybe this is the only time of year where they're talking about jesus but nevertheless there's more of those conversations to be had around this time of year so um if you were to summarize what your findings and, and what you talked about yesterday, <laughs> um, what does the Bible say about the birth of Jesus? Yeah. Whenever you uh, preach a sermon like this, Miles, I think clarification is always important. So a couple of fast facts that I'll give with the audience for those who are listening and who already heard the sermon, but also for those who may be listening to this for the first time, you know, this was not to uh, promote or Uh, to celebrate Christmas. That's a matter of conscience, uh, according to each individual. Uh, This was not a particular Christmas sermon or uh, service. We don't have any of those. Um, We know the saints came together each first day of the week. They partook of the Lord's Supper each first day of the week, not just on Christmas or Easter. And so it wasn't about anything like that. But rather, Miles, sometimes there can be extremes. We go to one extreme of, well, all of this is about the birth of Jesus. We don't have any date. We don't have any of that in the in the Bible. Uh, and the other extreme is, well, I don't really want to talk too much about this because we don't want to get confused. Well, we need to have clarity and share the truth. And so this is a sermon about the truth about the birth of Jesus. And people know a lot of things concerning his birth, but things can get blurry sometimes. So this was really a lesson to go back, appreciate, joy, rejoicing. Those are themes that we see surrounded by his birth. I'll share something else, Miles. I wish I would have shared yesterday in my sermon. I thought about it after the fact. Isn't it interesting? And maybe I'll do a sermon called, Isn't It Interesting? I remember Max did one like this years ago. Isn't it interesting, Miles, that people will believe that Jesus was born on December 25th? Isn't it interesting that there's nothing in the Bible that says anything about December 25th? And isn't it interesting that people will not believe that baptism is necessary for salvation, even though that's in the Bible where the Bible says baptism now saves you, 1 Peter 3, verse 21. Mm -hmm. So I find it interesting that people are willing to believe things that are not in the Bible. Three wise men, maybe. But it doesn't specify three wise men. It just says wise men. Yes, we do see the gifts they shared. So I just find that interesting that things that are not clearly seen in the Bible, people say, eh, I'll I'll believe that. Mm -hmm. But the very things that are clearly seen and written, people say, I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should question that. So maybe I'll do a sermon on that. Isn't it interesting? So anyway, I just wanted to share that. So we just looked at the birth of Jesus. I wanted to show prophets like Isaiah, Micah talked about the birth of Jesus. We have all these details about Mary, who was a virgin. So the conception was miraculous in nature. Joseph, he was not the literal father of Jesus, but he is described as the father of Jesus in the Gospels. 
Um, and no doubt he would play a role in the life of Jesus as well. And we look at the purpose of Jesus, his name, um, for he shall save his people from their sins. Emmanuel, another term, God with us. Other terms that are used as well, he will be the son of the most high God. So you have the, the, the flesh and the deity aspect all in this story that's given to us primarily in Matthew's account and Luke's account as well. And, and just the details surrounding when he was born, um, how detailed it was with the location, uh, the amazing supernatural miraculous events taking place, a, a star guiding the Magi. I find that interesting, Miles. Uh, is that star stopping? Like when they stop and rest and then it starts up again? We got examples like that in the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, uh, with the Israelites being led. So I just find it interesting. It's just all these spectacular events. Uh, people have all of these uh, big reveal parties for their babies, you know, to see what the sex is going to be. But here with the birth of Jesus, you have angels speaking, miracles taking place, shepherds worshiping him, magi or wise men from the east worshiping him, king trying to kill him. This was way different than any kind of reveal party that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just incredible to think about, you know, that's one thing that, you know, we, we like you said, we often talk about the Magi or the wise men. And we don't know that there were three, you know, three gifts are mentioned, like you said, but, you know, we don't know how many there were. But I mean, just the fact that they're first reaction is to worship him. You know, we don't know exactly what all they saw. I mean, we're like you were some of the things you were just mentioning with the star and the angel and all of these different things. We have a pretty clear visual. So obviously there's some things going on that are impossible to explain some miracles going on. But, um, I, you know, I just think it's incredible to think about this is like, this is the most important baby ever. This is the most, I mean, birth is exciting. Children are a blessing, but you know, this is the most important baby boy to ever be born. And that kind of leads to some of the things you were talking about with kind of the implications of his birth and some of, you know, sometimes maybe we think of um, the birth of Jesus and we can, like you said, we have some you know, fast facts, or we kind of know the trivia or the information or different things that are mentioned about the birth of Jesus. But as we kind of try and get into the application and thinking about what does this mean for us, you know, one of the points you made yesterday was that he, if we didn't have the birth of Jesus, obviously, you know, he he wouldn't have come. And if he hadn't have come and died and been raised from the dead, then you know, like the Apostle Paul says, if, if if there is no resurrection, then our faith is is nothing, right? You know, there's no there's no Christianity without Christ. It's just incredible to think about everything about his birth, every aspect of the announcement and how it happened and where it happened and the prophecies and everything all points to this massive, vital role in the history of mankind that this child is going to grow up to play and fulfill yeah so if we think about you know there's a big take home from this let me give you uh, a reference i didn't mention in my sermon there's a there's a website or museum 
It's called the Harvard Museum of the Ancient Near East. And um, you can go online, uh, Harvest Museum of the Ancient Near East Galleries. And it's really interesting because when you start looking at it, you can see what some of these homes would have looked like. There were inns, I-N-N-S, like um, the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? Um, you know, to, to put them up in an inn or something like that. But some of the homes back then would have, I think, had animals like on the bottom level or some designation for animals. So I think sometimes people think Jesus was kind of born all by himself away from everybody, but we know his parents were there. We know the shepherds were there. We know from Luke 2, verses 16 through 18, it appeared that there were other people there too, especially if it's in the vicinity of this house on the bottom level. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Miles, I think a big take home is really just seeing the purpose of God on display. Um, seeing that these are not just accidental events that are taking place. These are prophecies 700 years before his birth that are um, that are fulfilled exactly as they were said. These are promises going all the way back to the days of Abraham with through you, all families of the earth will be blessed. You know, application, uh, what do we take away from a sermon like this? Or somebody may be thinking, why do I even need to hear a sermon like this? Well, we need to hear a sermon like this because a lot of people don't know the Bible story. We need to know the Bible story. We also need to have confidence in the Bible story. The incarnation of Jesus is a major doctrine that has great implications uh, if he was not in the flesh and what that means. And so all of this plays a very central um, or plays a big part with respect to Christianity. And there are there are other big things. But again, you know what I mentioned, if no birth, uh, there's no death, there's no resurrection. And so the fact that the prophets spoke so much about his birth says something. And um, the way that Simeon and Anna uh, and all these other individuals said so, you know, responded with respect to his birth is reason for us to study it. And I will just say this last point, too. There's just a lot of confusion in our world. And so, you know, with, with Christmas and just with a lot of other things pertaining to Christmas or to, to Jesus, uh, which is often connected to Christmas. So um, I hope that members and Christians can really know the details, be confident in the details, share this with our children, uh, learn from Mary and Joseph. They had a lot of troubles after having a child. And a lot of people can relate to that as well. But um, the history behind it, Miles, I think is important. Um, the history of all these events centered around his birth. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, just as to kind of close, as you were thinking, as you were talking, I was just thinking about there's so many false doctrines about who Jesus was and who Jesus wasn't. Was he just a prophet? Was he just a um, an interesting person or was he just a good teacher or something like that? But with even his name being Emmanuel, you know, God with us, you know, he is God. He didn't have, like you said, you know, Joseph was called his father and Joseph served the role, served in the role as his, you know, earthly father, but he didn't have a, I guess, biological father, if you want to put it that way. Uh, and so just kind of knowing that he is, he was a human, just as we are human beings. We were all born the same. We all come into this world the same way. We all have to die. Um, he came into this world the same way all of us come into this world. And so, um, 
for him to live on this earth and live and start, you know, we all had to go through childhood. He went through childhood and just thinking of the implicate, and even though we're not told that much about his childhood, um, you know, just the heavy implications of he grew up just as we grow up. And yet, you know, he went through the struggles of being a teenager and being in his twenties and all of the, all of the struggles of being a, a human being. And yet he did all of that without sin. Um, he did all of that perfectly being fully God and fully man at the same time that just knowing all of that, that all kind of is present in the story of his birth. And there's just so many implications that really clears up a lot of false doctrines surrounding who Jesus was and what he came to do. Amen. Amen. Those are great points. That's exactly right. Um, as one book said, he's either Lord, liar, or lunatic. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a liar because everything he said has come to pass. He wasn't a lunatic. Um, he was in his right mind um, because more than 500 people saw him alive after his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Indeed, he is Lord. So, yeah, thank you so much for that, Miles. And thank you for those who are listening. We know it's a busy time of year, and uh, we appreciate you listening to the After the Amen podcast. It started this year. Uh, Miles is in our preacher development program, so uh, this has been good for the both of us, and I appreciate you, Miles, uh, being here and uh, the great work that you're doing as well. So we're going to keep this going, and um, this Sunday, Lord willing, I will be preaching a sermon called What the Bible Says About Grace. So we're going to talk about grace, and I think I'm just going to talk about grace maybe for a number of weeks. I won't give a a, a specific number, but people have lots of questions about grace, and there's a lot for us to think about. So thank you for tuning in. Please leave us a rating, a review, and subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget, read your Bible every day. Take care, and God bless.